Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and once again, welcome to a Bardic College podcast, Cthulhu in Cairo. We have a very special episode tonight. We're joined by only one member of the team, Sid Poulter. Uh, Joel, how are you doing this evening? I'd like to be called Sid Shershot Poulter, please. <laughs> Shershot Poulter? Shershot. Tonight, uh, for those Sid of you... stressed out. Sid stressed. That's true. Tonight, for those of you who are just joining us, the story in Berlin has culminated to a mock assassination that the team now believes has been compromised. The bullets in the gun that was left behind for Sid to make a shot against a communist rabble-rouser leader of the Red Party in 1931, Ernst Thalmann, is a hollow point, so the protective equipment he's wearing uh, will not hold against this mouser sniper rifle. Unfortunately, they did not include a silencer, and with about 28 minutes to go before the shot that should set the crowd running towards the Reichstag to deal with the brown shirts who they believe will has killed Thalman, that's the plot, giving the other team a chance to steal the flag. We've run into a bunch of such situations that now put Sid's life in danger. Uh, so that's where we're going to start. This has been, if you are part of a role-playing team, uh, like we have been, uh, Joel and I have been together for decades, running and playing together. I can't remember this much dialogue uh, between the team, uh, the players, and myself in an interim, in, you know, on the dead time or downtime between sessions. This has been absolutely heart-wrenching. Uh, just so much fun to, to talk about the different ways it can go. I mean, the juices have been up for a week, and everybody is just hoping that Sid gets through this. And to be fair, the team has decided not to listen in. They were like, we want to know, but we're, we're going to wait. We're going to see what happens. So they'll be joining us on the next episode. But let's get started. So, Sid, you're in the room. A nagging suspicion hits you that you want to double check now that you realize the gun has been, you know, the bullets are wrong. There's no silencer. You know you've sent away the rest of the team. They're already en route. It's kind of hard to pull that plan back. So you've decided to check and make sure your escape route is, is solid. And that's when you make your way down the hall, find a security room that's unlocked. You open it. And sure enough, the escape route through the roof uh, that hatch is padlocked. How do you want to handle it from here? I believe I have. I'm a pretty good locksmith. I'm yep. into, uh, you know, having thought about this and obviously sending Catherine away to make sure if this goes south that I'm the only person that gets uh, in Dutch for this or God forbid worse. I think the smart play is to go for the roof and to take the shot for the roof and, and to make more across the roof and hopefully uh, out the back and and off the building uh, because the gun's going to be very loud as we've discussed before. And um, I just think it's uh, it's a harder shot, but I think it's the safer getaway at the end of the day. So I'm going to try to jimmy that lock once I get in that room. Okay. So it's about five minutes after two. Uh, you right. quickly make your way back to your room. You grab a small set of tools that you keep, you know, with you or maybe actually would you have like a Swiss is some sort of an army knife or a, yeah, he a carries a Swiss Army knife at all times on him. Okay, I'm um, assuming they were around in 1941. Yeah, okay. well, it's a version. Yeah, it's a, it's a version of it. It's you know, 
Okay. It's a multiplex knife. They would have uh, called absolutely. it back then. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and give me a roll? And what's your skill on that for locksmithing? Um, locksmithing, my roll, uh, my skill is a forty-six. Okay. Let's see what happens. Okay. okay. So, so I got a fifty-eight. Missed that. You can push that, or you can spend the twelve points of luck and just make it a success. Uh, we're we're going to push the twelve points of luck. Okay. So you're going to so, spend it, or you're going to make another roll, Joel? No, no, we're going to spend the luck. We're not going to okay. not going to mess around here. Okay, I'm yeah, at sixty-one, so that takes us down to forty. 49 okay so with you know it doesn't go easy but you start you can feel it starting to give feel it starting to give because you just made a bare success by spending the luck that's all you can ever do with it it takes a little bit longer than you had hoped so now it's about 12 minutes after two when the lock finally releases you open it and with a grinding sound you're able to lift the roof latch it has one of those um you know sort of like the old um, car hoods where it gets to a certain point and locks and then you set it back. So it has a drawback lever. So you're able to prop it open. And when you look out, do you step up the ladder and take a look or just leave it jimmied open? No, no. I, I, um, it's like 12 after, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll climb up the ladder and I'll, uh, I'll slowly peer out, not knowing really what I'm, I'm, I'm into yet at that point. Okay. I want to get a lay of the land and see how big the ledge is, how far I'm going to have to go because, I think I'm only going to get one shot at this, unfortunately. So, so yeah, you uh, you see the exit point. The roof does have small handholds that go down to a, a an older version of a widow's walk. It it looks like it's less functional and more form, but can be used to maneuver okay. around the outside of the building. A real widow's walk would have had a handrail and been a little wider, but with caution and you know stuff, you can make your way around the outside of the ledge. You kind of creep real right. quick. The crowd has gotten even b- bigger. The speeches are already going. The The preliminary speaker is speaking. So there's a lot of noise as the the sound is carried uh, and it's just booming, you know, across the crowd. There's probably about 35 or 40,000 disgruntled Berliners who really want to see the Red uh, Communist Party come into power in berlin and follow all their promises that were made right you're able to see the you know the platform you can see where thalman will be speaking to the crowd you quickly look um you're not unless you're studying uh you don't see him at a first glance but you definitely can designate the angle and you know about where your room was uh underneath you Mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm more interested at the moment. I mean, he'll be on the platform. He'll be easy yep. to see. I'm more interested at the moment in making sure, can I get a clean shot from there? You know, it uh, looks like there's a good pitch to the roof. So worst come to worst, I can sort of lean back into the roof okay. to steady myself to get that, to get the shot. That's more of my interest right now is, can I take the shot? I've got limited time. Can I get out there? How long is it going to take me to get out there with a gun? And can I then take the shot? So... Yeah, all those things are doable. Actually, at the very corner of the building, which is two windows down from where your room would be, the ledge is is it's not that it's wider, it's that the wall flattens, you know, okay. uh, on a cut like a corner cut. So you feel like you have a little bit more purchase there. Uh the shot is almost exactly the same. It's coming from just, you know, 15 degrees different you know from a dead on to like 15 or 20 degrees off but you still have a clean shot of him or the person standing there yeah you can get back to your room load the gun grab all the stuff you need and get back out here the question is how early do you want to set up and not be seen? Um, well i'll set up 
I'll set up now in the in the security room because it's going to take me a little bit to get down the hallway to get the stuff yep. to put the put the gun on my shoulder to put my jacket over top of the gun. Yep. You know, because I'll have to put the gun on upside down uh, to be hidden in, in my trench coat. Then go down the hallway, get into the security room, take off that. So I think we'll go now to give ourselves more time at the at the window to get out onto the ledge. And um, it looks like there's a shadow before the turret there where I would have to. Yeah, you're gonna be out. just you're gonna be just beyond that shadow, according to the picture. That's what I say. Is it possible to get to that shadow and comfortably wait at that location sure. without yeah. being seen? Yeah, pretty much. They'll anybody. Okay. I'll, right. I'll make one general roll, and it would have to be you know a critical success for anybody okay. to actually be okay. looking up at the window and wondering if you're there. You know, not the window, right. but the ledge right. in a shady area. You know, that kind of thing. No, it right. shouldn't be a big okay. Thing. Okay, so you go back inside. It's. 17 after you have about 13 minutes you quickly without running make your way back to the room make sure the shell is loaded you grab do you leave the case in the room or are you bringing everything to the security room no i bring everything to security room and um to that point is there a lock on the inside of the security room so that i can secure that door um, from the hallway yes yeah you can do okay that. so then i will i will twist the tumblers and lock that once inside so that nobody can sort of surprise me from behind or easily follow, follow, run up those stairs and get to me in that location, sort of give myself uh, a little bit more security okay. uh, for the getaway. All right, that sounds great. So now 22, 23 after, okay. things are going fine. Thalman is, you know, being introduced, which isn't a problem because he's planning to speak. You know, his speech, they said, is anywhere from 25 to 30 minutes. So you, uh, you lock the door behind you. Everything's out of the room. You're good. I'm just going to leave the case down in that room because I'm not going to need it. Once I take the shot, the gun's just going to get left on the ledge and I'm going to go. Okay. Because I do have my pistol on me, which uh, I've had on me, I think, for like two days now since what we've been going through, I guess. Yes. Yeah, you've had your pistol um, on you. Yeah, so worse come to worse, I'll have that and I'll just leave I'll just leave this on the ledge. So I don't need the case any longer. I'll leave that. How many shells are in the are in that case, by the way? In the case itself, um, there was just the I think the gun is a five. So I, it was the five. So it's it's a full it's a full thing. Okay. Yeah. All right, it's full round. So okay. before you so leave I, the other room, there there was the black curtain that had been de you know, just hung there to kind of keep the room dark. Um, okay. What do you do about that? Because do you want to leave it? It's evidence that somebody. Do you want to take it down? I don't know what your thought process is. Because you're try. It sounds like you're trying to make it look like you were not here. Right. So uh, yeah. So I straighten the bed, make sure the bed is nice and neat from a distance away from the window, possibly using the using the the end of the gun if I have to, so that I'm not at the uh -huh. window. I'll sort of separate the the shears, okay. the drapes. So that it looks normal, doesn't look like it's set up in such a way as to be hidden. And then I, you know, as far away from the door in the room as I can, I, I strap the gun on my back and, and my jacket over top of that and prepare to leave the room. So you're fine. So you're back at the ladder at 24 after 2. You have okay. six minutes. You leave the things you don't need. You take a deep breath. You make the ascent. Now, are you shutting that behind you? Because there's no way to lock that roof access from here but you did lock the service door so you're just going to shut that over or do you want to leave it open in case for some other reason or are you just trying to make it look like you again no footprint um, or do you don't care on that part well here's the question though um because then you you've essentially cut off an option too right so um is it possible to to close it without making a hell of a noise yeah on my way back uh -huh. oh on your way out like when you're running yeah. for the 
You can try. I mean, it's going to slow you down yeah. just a few seconds. It's not like it's not going to go right. down. You know, it's but that heavy, ledge. But... I'm actually going to go past that ledge to the back side of the house. Yes, and to the, take the uh, catwalk hotel. down. Correct. Yes. Okay. No, you know what? I've got the door locked below. Yep. Um, unless I have something, what would I have on my person? Unless I have something on my person, or there's say a broken piece of slate or something from the roof that's that I can grab. There could uh, be, or something in the room below that I could maybe block so that it doesn't close all the way. So it looks closed, but yet if I had to, I could open it. Is that possible? Or yeah, not? I mean it's not going to auto lock. So if it, you lower it all the way down because you took the the lock out itself, you know it was a padlock. Because oh, you took it out of the so eyelets? It's not going to auto-lock. Okay. No, 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 right, no, no. I'll I'll, Yeah, I'll close it then. So, okay. Cleared the room. No visible footprint. Took the black sheet out, curtain that was sort of supposed to be keeping that room looking dark so while you were setting up, no one would see you. That's off to the side. So now the room, if anybody is peering around or whatever, there's no obvious that you were there. You've made right. access to the roof, and you've shut the access point behind you, but it doesn't lock, so you know that you're okay. 225... You're in the shadowy area of the roof and waiting for your time. Thalman is now really starting to wind the crowd up. People are running down the street, joining it, trying to make sure they can hear him. Um, the crowd has grown by another several hundred people in the last 20 minutes. Everybody's waving banners. Everybody's got flyers and they're pounding their fists and shouting and having a good time and just listening to the rhetoric of this gentleman politician who's made his way through the ranks of the Red Party. As much as, you know, you don't really speak a lot of German, uh, you're having a hard time making out a lot of what he's saying, but keywords come through. Just rhetoric stuff about, you know, more wealth, more opportunity, dispersed, right. through, you know, all that stuff. The dispersed revenue throughout the masses. And you put the gun up for a second, look through the scope, you see him, and you see... Uh, Natasha Demirov in a chair, uh, as you can see in this photo behind him. She is sitting back off the, the main stage on a slightly lower you know, part of it. Uh, but she is definitely a witness. She's there. And you're pretty much ready to go. So you check your watch. Everything appears good. You're looking at it. 228. Any last minute things you need to do? No. I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm there. I'm focused. I've done, I've double checked everything I think I need to double check. I've got everything on me that I need to, to get off the roof. I have my jacket, I have my pistol. Uh, I do not have the, the gun case, I don't need that. I've locked the door below, I've cleared my room. I've closed the roof entrance, uh, but that's openable again. Yep. No, I, I think I'm ready, I think I'm, I think I'm there. And I'm just, right now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to focus on my best shot, my best angle, try to, going over the logistics, trying to keep my brain focused just on the logistics itself. Thalman was really, really ramping the crowd up now. Things are getting super stoked. Everybody is really involved. You check your pocket watch again, 30 seconds. Is that when you'd start moving your way out into the sunny part to, of, the, uh, of this photo? So this photo, folks, that we're using is from 1931 of the plots. Um, it's mid-afternoon shot, which is kind of when this is all going down anyway at 2.30. So this, you know, gives us a best representation we could get in, in modern times. So forgive us if we're saying shadowy and sunny. But the way that the, the sun is at this point during the day, uh, the north face, or I'm sorry, the south facing side of the building is somewhat shadowy. And Sid needs to make his way just to the corner where the south hooks up to the west side of the building. So, 30 seconds to go. Is that about when you'd want to walk out there? 
Yeah, I think so. I think I, I would I would have the gun uh, relatively in position, but not up. So I'd, I'd have the gun in my hands in the position, but down, looking looking around below me, looking uh, looking uh, across as I'm moving to make sure I'm not tripping, I'm not falling, and then as I'm doing so, keeping my eyes going back up and scanning yep. to make sure that as I come around, I'll be able to basically focus focus in and shoot. Okay. I made the roll for the crowd. Nobody seems to have noticed you. No one's yelling out, there's a man. What's that? There's a man on the roof. There's there's a, there's a Brit on the roof. <laughs> Shut up, madam. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know me. So, uh... <laughs> I'm no one. You prop yourself. Everything seems to be settled. You're comfortable. Breathing's good. Uh, your pocket watch is probably down on the ground, like, so you can keep an eye on it. You take the breath... You line up the shot. The crosshairs go right over his chest. Everything feels good. You can go. I put my finger in front of the trigger. I uh, I go for a center mass shot. I take a breath, and as I take a breath out, I gently squeeze the trigger. Okay. Ooh. Fuck yes! <laughs> oh yeah, baby! Hard success. Tommy, go boom. Yes, thank God. Thank okay. God. Hard success. Okay, so <clears throat> this massive crack sends... You know, through the scope, you instantly see uh, Thalman get hit. There's a burst of red as the hollow point tears through this, you know, early prototype of of a bulletproof vest that was meant to stop, you know, rounds that were not... Feathers. Yeah, you know, basically a 22 at 80 feet. He just gets the impact, drives him uh, across the stage into the crowd, uh, into the... the you know, his support staff. Women are screaming. The crowd goes dead silent for an instant. Somebody, one person gets their their head together and screams at the top of their lungs. And it's at that point that you hear three quick shots breaking glass as somebody across the plots has fired bullets into the room where you were supposed to have taken that shot. Nice. Friggin' nice. Really nice. That's what happens when you chose to call me, eh? <laughs> well, I don't waste any time. I, I put the gun, put the gun, place the gun on the uh, on the ledge, right. and I, I beat it away there before they realize that I'm not actually in the room. Yeah, the the gunman was just fired and not sure where you took the shot from. He was totally dead focused for the last six minutes on the window. He figured sure he you, was. Were, you were sitting a little further back. Somehow you had arranged a mirror. To, you know, to give a false reflection. He didn't know what, but he nice. took the shot. And by the way, congratulations, the roof just saved your life because he, uh, his skill level with three quick shots, he probably would have hit you. So you nice. feel... really nice. Yeah. <laughs> First well, rule I of assassination. Well, I can also say, too, that I'm, I'm extremely happy that I made Catherine go away because that could have killed her, too, and that would have been horrible. So right. that's, that's really great. That's really great. Um, all right, I waste no time. I pull a Sherlock Holmes in the Reichenbach Falls. Okay. I'm getting out of there. Time to move. So just give me one dex roll for the entire climb. This is, again, okay. you know, something that you really can't push. But you can spend luck if something tragic happens, unless it's a crit. It's just one for the, you know, wheeling across the Widow's Walk. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't I don't make it. It's not a, cri it's not a, a critical, critical fail, fail, but it's a fail. So what is your normal dexterity? 40 and that's a 75 oh okay that's 35 points of bad yeah 
So you do, along the shadowy part of the hotel, you do slip and fall. You're able to catch yourself. You don't, you know, it's not like you fall off the ledge. You teeter close. We're going to say there was nothing. You picked your pocket watch up. There was nothing in your hands. You probably put everything away as you re- as you were moving. You're fine that way. Uh, but yeah, you're. it takes you a good 20, 30 seconds to right yourself, catch your breath, pick yourself up, and start moving again. Okay. Po- police whistles are going off. There's now yelling about, you know, you hear yelling and running away and towards the hotel. So there's this mass exodus as people are going all over the place um you know it's it's just pandemonium and chaos so you get to the scout you get to the uh the build the other building you make the leap that was all part of this climb roll i'll say you had you know it's just been a hodgepodge of running back and forth you finally get to the scaffolding and you start making your way down give me a spot hidden roll it's a success. It's uh, it's three points off of a uh, hard success. Okay. So it's just a regular. It's just a regular success. So you make the jump over to the other building. You do it pretty cat-like, considering your agility sucks. Um, you're able to grab on, and as you put your hand on the scaffolding that leads down, and now this scaffolding has a few panels of like tarps and stuff, because this building appears to be under some sort of renovation. The one that is adjacent to the hotel uh, right. that sits on, that shares this alleyway. You look down and you see there are two men down there and they are looking up and uh, into the scaffolding. Now, they could be there to help you escape, but they are tough looking individuals. Just in case I didn't die from the shot. What are my options on the scaffolding? Is there a way to go outside, into that hotel? That you well, you can smash a window and go in. It's not a hotel. It's it's a it's an apartment building. On the up okay. upper floors and then on the lower floor, it's um you know some sort of a retail shop. We'll right, say it's right, a florist. Right. But right now, okay. you can uh, you can attempt to lower yourself through the outside. You know how scaffolding is every eight feet or whatever. They have cross beams on the you know that support it. You can try to lower right. yourself by those and try to stay hidden from them as best as possible, but chances are eventually they're going to, you know, they may see you because you're up about, you know, 55, 60 feet. Is there any way to go to another building No, uh, No. The, these two share an alley. The next one over is got a, a road in between it. Um, no, there's, there's no okay. other adjacent building here. And there's no way down from the hotel building. On that side again, it you would hope you could try to go back over. It's another jump. That'll be a roll. And uh, they would see me. Right. They may, and if they don't, you're going to have to either smash glass or hope for a window to be open. But now you're back in the right. hotel that you were attempting to escape from. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, that's All right. Not so, your... so I'm five stories up. Mm-hmm. They're on the ground looking up. They are. They are down at the bottom of the scaffolding, searching it, looking. They had. They didn't see you yet. I'm going to give it. I'm going to sort of tuck into my coat. Is it shadowy where I am, or no? Is it bright? And... No, it's it shares an alleyway with the way the sun is kicked in this picture because you're on the, okay. the east side of the building. I'll say it's somewhat right. shadow. Yeah. All right. So then I'm gonna uh, try to duck into my coat and just sort of hunker down and see if they don't see me. If if in case they are, it is one of those deals where they're there in case I didn't get killed. Right. Waiting for me to come down. Um. And because clearly, if they're too sort of big, bulky, dangerous-looking guys, I would say that they're more than likely going to try to do me in. Plus, we already had the shot episode, so they weren't looking to whisk me away unless I was completely unconscious. Right. The The scaffolding, remember, was the communist's plan to get you out. Right. The so, other right, plan so. was you and Catherine 
scrambling through the hotel to get to the ambulance, right. but that's down the road. So the vision of the plots here, where the hotel is in the, the shadowy side, again, the south side of the hotel, if you were to exit there and go down to the east two blocks, that's where the ambulance is planning to meet you. Now, you don't hear an ambulance siren or anything yet, but they, you knew they were supposed to be closed. That was right, the way right. Aveline set up your right. escape route. You chose to take the roof method, which now puts you sort of halfway into the communists' escape route, which in your brain is telling you these two guys could very well be. Right, you know, based off the shots that, that immediately came up after me. Right. right. All right, so I'm going to try hunkering so down. So what's your stealth? 35. It's not great. It's well, that's the role we're looking for. Oh, a four, baby. A four. He rolls a four. <laughs> a stealth God. of only 35. That is a critical success. For a large man in real life, <laughs> I just turned myself into baby Smalls. <laughs> baby Derek Smalls. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, my character is like six foot four and yeah. tall and narrow and wiry. So, so <laughs> that, was, that was impressive. Yeah, this wasn't just a role. This was, this was the old ones saying, not today, Sid. Some other day, but not today. <laughs> so you yeah, make so your channeling way down. the reflection. You you hunker down like a hobbit in a quarry <laughs> with a with an elven cloak. <laughs> <laughs> but what actually does happen is the timing is phenomenal because two cops come running to this alleyway. They you know they're heading for the hotel because they heard shots go off. They come trying to get to the hotel and they're look and they see these two th thugs standing there by the you know, looking semi-suspicious, just studying the architecture of scaffolding. And they're like, you know, hurt, hurt. And they come running up and they see them and they book and head down the street. So that critical okay. stealth roll just made it so that the police just chased off your two adversaries. That is probably the most, one of the most important roles I've ever made. Yeah. Second to the actual shot itself. <laughs> two big ones. Because uh, I imagine on the plot side, things are going a little crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Insanity. Insanity at this point. Because you he uh, you actually do hear. Demaroff, her plan was obviously not to have the assassin live, right? First rule of assassination. But sure, right? she de she no definitely she definitely also wanted the march on the Reichstag. She wants a chance for her boys that she's planted in the crowd to do as much damage humanly possible to the, to the brown shirts during you know before this coming election so they are screaming and hollering and organizing and you actually now hear her shouting into the microphone you know that some german and and it's all and you hear reichstag and you know the, uh, we're gonna march and let's go and so yeah there's pandemonium breaking out um wow yeah okay. so you go head down you make your way the police one of them chased the guy one hung for a minute and looked up doesn't see you doesn't say anything doesn't you know doesn't hear you um, and then he makes his way into the hotel. He goes, you know, along the face of the hotel and and throws the door open and <laughs> he's blowing his whistle trying to stop everybody. Now they've got the hotel almost in lockdown. You know, within 90 seconds, that building's become a hot spot. So you, right, right. you make your way down. Now you hear an ambulance going off. So you hear the siren blocks away, starting to make its approach. Okay. You head down the scaffolding. I head down the scaffolding. Uh, I check the alley and make sure the way is clear. Yep. And I make my way back towards the south street, the south side of the building, mm -hmm. between the two buildings to where I'm supposed to meet the ambulance. I yeah, sort so of you hang. come out of the alleyway, and there right. are a lot of people being, you know, pushing and shoving. It's a little calmer this far back from the plots. Plus, 
a lot the organization is already starting to happen people are being stopped from running you know men are screaming in each other's faces we can't let this happen they killed Salman and you know again in German but the general gist is she's probably got 50 to 100 men planted that is just all screaming the same thing you know brown shirts yeah. right right yeah that's all going on so when you step out of the alleyway make a you make a quick left a quick right here's your final roll give me one more spot hidden roll 12 good we're good it's a uh, it's a hard success. Okay, so there is one man standing about forty yards away, staring at the alleyway itself. Just just staring at it. He's got a black coat over his over his arm, folded very much like a gentleman. He has a fedora pushed down fairly fairly low. Spec the glasses on are dark. You can't really make out the eyes, but he is staring at you. And as you make the exit, you see him nod. And make four small claps. And he turns and begins to walk away. Scar on the chin? From this distance, hard to tell. Oh, all right. So I should say, um, uh, would I be able to tell if he had either fat features or lean features? He was rather lean. Probably about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, okay. Clearly not on my side, though. Hard to tell. Could be a mirage. Making sure you sure. got out of this side. What's my gut tell me when I see him? Like, you know, what do I feel when I see him? Do I feel good? Do I feel bad? I, don't, I can tell you what, as a player what I feel. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Well, as, well as let's player, go with that for a moment. How as a player, as a player do, you, I, <laughs> do you... As a player, I feel incredibly friggin' lucky at this moment. Uh, and I feel that that is a very bad omen of things to come. Okay. Well, stick with that gut the theory for a moment. <laughs> stick, stick with your gut, bro. You're screwed. <laughs> no, no. Listen, this couldn't have gone any better for you. That Hard success true. on the and, shot. Uh, critical success on the stealth. Man. And you didn't you you screwed up the, the the role for the escape, which took a little bit extra time, but you didn't fall. No, yeah. the extra time actually works in my favor because I could have accidentally run right into the arms of those two gorillas. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> that could yeah. Have so um, yeah, no, no, it's it's going very well. And I got to tell you, I have worked out over the past week so many scenarios where I dropped off dead off the building, was shot dead in the window, was grabbed and gone and beaten in prison. I had worked out many bad scenarios because I am not known to be an amazing roller of dice. No, so, no. St stroke <laughs> roll dice, 20. Uh, stroke yeah. it. So um, you make your way down. A uh, couple people bump into you just in the fervor, but you know, nothing, no pickpockets. Nobody's trying to do anything. It's just, oh, excuse me, you know, I beg your pardon, and, you know, women are, oh, did you hear the news? Uh, you know, all that stuff. The crowd is is definitely, you know, loud, boisterous. Uh, it begins to fade, though, a little bit as you walk away. The siren gets louder, and sure enough, down the street, still over a block away, is the ambulance, and it is having a little bit of a harder time than it had hoped getting through the crowd. Um, okay. The the original plan was for you to duck into an you know another side street about two blocks from the hotel. It was going to try to do a, like a reverse K turn. It was going to back in, and you would just jump in real quick, and then it was going to make its way. Do you still keep to that plan? It's going to mean that you're standing there for probably you're guessing another three five minutes, or do you want to walk right up to the ambulance and just jump inside? My lucky to be the wrong ambulance. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um... The wrong ambulance. It clearly, it looks like a driver is sitting there with a sign that says Polter. Okay. This, yeah. 
Herpota? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the streets are busy, right? I can make yeah. my way through the streets if I don't look ridiculous. Yeah. I, so I, I make my way through the streets trying to look like the other people, looking concerned, mm-hmm. looking looking towards the plots. And, and then um, I move towards the passenger door of the ambulance uh, where I say, uh, bitte, bitte, and I, and I, and I, I hold out um, – you know, like my hand, as if to say, like you know, um, roll down, you know, roll down your window a bit, to, you know. Yeah. Okay. Guy rolls and down d- his window. And does he? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. We we are in a very big hurry. There's been a, there's been someone injured at the plots. I you know, bro- very broken English. At at the plots, you say. At the plots, you say. And I, I try to do the worst German accent I can possibly. That's no problem since you don't speak German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say Scheiße and Bitte and Danke, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, I go to the the back. Uh, or is the door is the door unlocked? The yeah, it looks like you know what a um a fifties or sixties hearse looks like, some sort of a yeah, similar. It's yeah, it's got a big right? wide back door. You know that opens up. Um, right. But there's hundreds of people around. If you're just going to open it as a person who's not injured or anything and sit inside the ambulance, I mean, the chances of these guys getting questioned and the police figuring out. Someone may have made a mistake during that time. It's going to be hours, and they're not going to catch all these people. Let's then talk to everybody. So uh, you should be fairly safe. I'm just saying it's not. It's pretty obvious well, that you're getting in as a healthy human being. Well, that's what. So rather than going in the back, I, I probably would make more sense to climb in the front. Do you? What do you say? Do you say something like? Um, I I um I just say uh you know uh uh perhaps you could help me um you know the reflection on the window is killing me I mean you, you, the reflection he and I and I yeah. and I open the door instantaneously is aware slides his ass over you jump in shut the door right. they make they slowly I make cringe, a U-turn. I down yeah right. slowly make a U-turn. they pull the curtain back and the, it's a big bench seat and the guy kind of pulls himself to the back and then motions you to go back with him and then he makes his way into the front closes the curtain um okay i go into i go into the back yeah everything's fine there's nobody else back there it's just you the the ambulance makes a slow u-turn and then once it makes a lot of, you know beeps its horn you know you know move move and finally people get enough out of its way and it starts to go down the street left right left finally gets you to the train station and you are 40 minutes away from the train to stuttgart it'll be leaving at uh 3 30 or so so it's now like 10 of that, that all took about 20 25 minutes to get here so yeah you got about 30 35 minute wait they already have a ticket for you pre-purchased it's general it's just coach you know just grab a seat somewhere and it's sure, sure. it's like a two-hour ride south so they hand you it and they make the symbol of a reflection and slam the door without saying another word and drive away you have escaped Wow, Feeling big rolls. Big, big, big rolls. Big rolls, big rolls. Especially these are massive rolls for a guy who generally does not roll well. That is <laughs> that um, is true. Hard on the RP, crappy on the roll. So uh, today uh, today was, um, I have to say, honestly, not at all how I expected that to go. No, neither did I. I you taking that the roof was the, the key decision to surviving and not setting up there too early. Uh, when you said that well, you, the, you know? The funny thing is, um, you know, I wasn't even thinking about them shooting at the window. Honestly, I, I, what I was thinking about was the sound of that gun going off. That caliber of the gun uh, would have made a, a tremendous sound. Yeah. That would have echoed down the hallway. Basically, for at least three floors, oh, there would yeah. have been a big-ass boom noise. So I was just trying to mitigate that. 
Yeah. And, and the people bursting out of their rooms. Uh, luck would have it that, uh, and of course it makes total sense, right? Once I found the, the hollow. So again, I followed my gut. I got Catherine out of there yep. because God forbid she would have been in the room with me. She could have been killed too. So yeah, now, the, uh, you, know, you know, there's glass shattered. I mean, yeah, they, they, he fired into the room assuming that you had to be low and right in front of the window or somewhere close. So even though he couldn't see clearly, you may have been sitting back 10 feet resting on a t- on the end table Whatever he was, he fired straight into that sucker, and he grouped them pretty damn good. So, yeah. So, so now the big question is, who's the geezer in the street who mm. gives me the nod and the wink and walks away because he ain't me friend? <laughs> so. so that's what it is. But congratulations, Sid's on his way to Stuttgart. So that's this is a, a smaller episode for tonight, but for myself, for Joel playing Sid Poulter, uh, from all of us here at Cthulhu in Cairo, we appreciate all the things you do for us, the likes, the shares, the comments. We really do appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook. We're at Twitter. We're on Instagram at Cthulhu in Cairo. We're trying to be everywhere we can be. So thank you very much and good night. And again, congratulations, Sid. Great run. Ah, oh, Thanks. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.